This is episode number 68 with David Meltzer. Welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 21-year-old author and host of this show. And with this show, you and I will embark on a journey to learn the things that we should have learned in school but did not, so that we may take control of our lives while fulfilling our vision of success. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on, because school is now in session. All right, my guest today is David Meltzer. David became a multimillionaire at a relatively young age, but then he lost it all due to ego, buying things to make him happy because he wasn't happy with all the money, so he kept buying more and more and more, and it spiraled out of control, and he went bankrupt, losing 33 properties, including the home that he bought his mother, but he made all that money back and more. David Meltzer is currently the CEO of Sports One Marketing, one of the world's leading sports and entertainment marketing agencies, which he co-founded with Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon. Prior to Sports One Marketing, he was the CEO of the world's most notable sports agency, Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment. He is an award-winning humanitarian and international keynote speaker, best-selling author, chairman of the Unstoppable Foundation, and he's been profiled by national publications such as Entrepreneur, Forbes, ESPN, Bloomberg, CNBC, Yahoo, SB Nation, and Variety. And let me tell you, this was a special episode for me today because after many, many months of conversing with David on LinkedIn, commenting on all of his stuff every day for months, and him replying to my comments with a thoughtful comment. He became familiar with me, and we would start messaging every now and then. And eventually, he replied to one of my comments saying, send me a message letting me know how I can serve you. And so I told him, like, look, man, I'd love to get you on the podcast. And he said, let's do it. And so we did it, and we talked for 20 minutes, and it was action-packed. Everything that this man says is valuable. He's been there, done that. One of the most successful people in the world with a huge, huge following. We talked about what led to his downward spiral and how he faced that failure of bankruptcy and what the most difficult part of that was. And we talked about the key elements that led to his comeback. He told us about his universal law of no, which is one of the most profound tools that I have stumbled upon in all of his content, and I use it now regularly. And it's gotten me some huge results, like landing guests like Evan Carmichael. We'll go into detail about that in the episode. I asked David what he tells people when they don't know their purpose, and he gave a really great answer. I asked him what advice he would give to a smart and driven college student getting ready to enter the real world. I asked him what book he most recommends and plenty more. Now, quick side note, on his end, there was a little bit of choppiness in the audio in the connection, but it's all right. The audio is okay, and there's so much value in this episode. I cannot say that enough. 
But now without further ado, let me introduce to you the one, the only, David Meltzer. Let's do it. David Meltzer, welcome to Growth Mindset University. You are the man. Thanks for having me. Take me to school, my brother. Oh, you take me to school, my man. This is a lesson that you're going to be teaching today. So, David, you had it all, seemingly had it all from an early age. You're a multimillionaire. What led to your downward spiral? You know, it was uh, ego that led to my downward spiral, which I think leads to everyone's downward spiral, that I started getting into my own way, believing my own BS and not sticking to the core principles of my life, gratitude, which gave me perspective, empathy, forgiveness, which gave me peace, accountability, which gave me control, and most importantly, effective communication that gave me the enjoyment of the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential or daily inspiration, that desire to have not only passion and purpose, but the inspiration to get it done. Definitely. What did it look like when you had lost it all? What were you left with? Well, I was left with my family with three young daughters, a pregnant wife with a fourth child. And I had lost uh, cars, houses, boats, motorhomes, gorse, ski mountains, 33 properties, and anything you could think of. And I had a very aggressive lawsuit going on, no cash. And uh, that's where I found peace. That's where I found my faith. And that's where I found the value and uh, shifting the paradigm of value of giving and understanding that all I had to do is wake up every morning and be of value, be of service, provide as much value as I could, knowing that every come back to me, the more skills, knowledge, and desire that I had, the more value I could attract to myself, not as a trade, not the more I gave, the more I got, but simply the more value that I provided, the more value I would be provided. Well, definitely, I agree with that. Well, David, you're very giving, and I, you know, it exudes in everything you say and do, and you know that's how we had gotten on this podcast because you after me commenting on all your stuff for many months you you're like send me a message with how i can serve you how i can support you or something along those lines and that's how we made this happen um so you it seemed like you faced that failure by by being a giving person and showing up every single day that's correct yeah so that is understanding that quantum shift of value that i went through the shift in paradigm of it's not what I'm in control of. It's how do I surrender and focus in on the value that I can provide to others, the service that I can provide. And I think a lot of my DMs as I get to them is simply, you know, how can I be of service? How can I provide value to you, to others, to empower others, to empower others, to be happy? Definitely. So David, you have some amazing video content that comes out all the time on Instagram and of course, LinkedIn. And my favorite one of all time was the universal law of no. And I will tell you that I used this law just the other day and I've been using it pretty regularly, but I used it to, I've been talking with Evan Carmichael's assistant uh, via email and, you know, to get him on the podcast. Evan Carmichael is someone I've looked up to for a long time, 1.7 million subscribers on YouTube. And I, you know, after like, you know, I, I hadn't heard back, you know, and I, I followed up again and then I laid out the, you know, I said, you know, I won't be able to pursue this any longer, blah, blah, blah. Um, of course, I'd love to have Evan on the show. Let me know if we can make it happen or something along those lines. And I kid you not even five minutes later, after not hearing for a month, they said, 
let's do it. How's May 9th? And I'm like, great, <laughs> David Meltzer, the man. <laughs> so explain to me where that universal law of no came about and, and explain it in your own words. Yeah, I came from understanding resistance and what we resist persists. And sometimes, you know, we try to run around the wall. We try to jump over the wall. We try to dig underneath the wall. Instead of understanding, we hold the key to the universe, a very simple way of getting what we want through the door. And so what I realized was when I was pursuing something that I needed to trust that it would come in the right way at the perfect time. An acknowledgement that the logical reasons why people are doing things aren't necessarily what they appear to be. So by taking out the resistance, by you know still being active and pursuing something once, and regardless of how the no comes, it doesn't matter if it's logical or not, if the no comes because you know he missed the call, or the no comes because I got a flat tire, or the no comes because I have some other priority, or they have some other priority, that's one no. If the no comes a second time for any reason at all, that's two no's. And on the third no, whatever the reason may be, I decided that from now on, I was going to trust the universe. I would simply say, although I would definitely love to have this happen, it's obviously not the right way or the perfect time. And so I just like to leave it up to you to get back to me because I have other people who are interested in this opportunity, venture, interview, et cetera. Thank you so much for your understanding and time. And 50% of the time, May 9th comes. 50% of the time. And I used to get excited and surprised like you. Now I expect it. And 50% of the time is the other 50% of the time is just as valuable. It's the universe telling me it wasn't the right way or the perfect time. And that I would just be wasting my time, emotion, and resources if I continued to pursue jumping over the wall, climbing around the wall, digging under the wall, instead of just taking a little key and opening the door and walking through. And so that's become the most efficient, effective, and statistically successful way to qualify how it is aligning with my desires. Genius. David, you talk a lot about the pursuit of your potential. What does David Meltzer pursuing his potential look like on a daily basis? So every day I evaluate my potential by utilizing four different values, my personal values, my experiential values, my giving values, and my receiving values. And I go ahead and prioritize a minimum of three different things during the day that I'm going to pursue. Uh, some of them are consistent every day, like a minimum of an hour a day to pursue my potential for my health. Uh, as a father, I set minimum amount of time to spend with my children every day. As a, uh, as a husband, the same with my spouse. As a business person, I set different goals. Uh, and those goals aren't always balanced between 25, 25, 25, and 25 of my values. Some days, 90% of my values and my goals and my objectives and my pursuit is towards receivership. And other days, 99% is of giving. And other days, it's all experiential. But I know the cumulatively or aggregating all the time and values that I have each day and staying focused and pursuing my potential and most importantly, enjoying that, that by the time my time is passed here and my journey is over, I hope that the aggregate is balanced, that all the days combined have equal 25% was spent to my personal values, 25% was spent to my experiences, 25% to giving and helping and being of service. And finally, the last 25% would be being in receivership so that more things can come through me for the benefit of others, which also powers 
the experiential, the giving and the personal values. Love that, David. What do you tell people that don't know what their purpose is or their passion? So in business, uh, I tell them to find their profitability first and then reverse engineer their purpose from what they find to be most profitable. And then from there, find the passion for that purpose. I know it's counterintuitive, but uh, money doesn't buy happiness. But what it does do is it allows you to shop. And another word for shopping is allowance. Another word for shopping is manifestation. Another word for shopping is options. And so although money uh, can buy happiness by shopping for the right things, it also can create problems. It can create resistance, voids, shortages, obstacles, setbacks. It can create all types of different negative things in your life if you're shopping for the wrong things. Uh, so I really encourage people to start with profitability which provides the ability to shop or manifest, work your way back from, okay, here's something I can be profitable at if I pursue it. I now will have a purpose because those options are what I want and then I will make it my passion. So if I'm a great journalist, I can find the most profitable way to be a journalist, to develop my skills, my knowledge and maintain my desire. My purpose of being a journalist may be to change the world, uh, to create equality, to create you know, some sort of social impact. And from there, my passion may be sports. So then I create a, a plan uh, to be profitable, to create social impact by writing novels, articles, blogs, content that is specific towards the pursuit of the profitability, the passion and purpose that are all designed and aligned with what I want, which is truly to manifest what I desire to help other people or empower other people to be happy. So I take a little different approach and I start with profitability, just like in my own core uh, mantra of making a lot of money to help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. I start a little backwards with most people say, why aren't you, you know, helping a lot of people first? I'm like, I can't give what I don't have. And if I don't have the money to shop, which means if I don't have the money to shop for the right things, which is like build community centers and give scholarships to college, then truly I'm putting myself at a de deficit and I'll have very difficult time having my purpose match my passion because I'm not profitable. Mm. Money makes the world go round. <laughs> <laughs> David, I actually want to go back to your failure when you had lost it all. What was the most difficult part of that? So, you know, and, and has that, has that shaped, how has that shaped who you are today? The most difficult point. Yeah, the, losing everything is probably the best thing that ever happened to me. But the most difficult, challenging point uh, of that was very simply when I had to not only tell Lee Steinberg, uh, who at the time I was CEO of the most notable sports agency in the world, that I had lost everything, and he had uh, marketed me and PR'd me as you know the Midas touch, the unbelievably successful CEO. But more importantly, I had to go to my mom and not only tell her uh, that. I had lost everything and gone bankrupt. But you know, the only reason I even wanted to be rich when I was five years old, my own pursuit, passion, and purpose was to buy my mom a house and a car. And I had to tell her that I had lost uh, her house along with my own house. So you know, besides my family knowing that I lost everything, my business knowing I lost everything, I actually lost my mom's house as well. That was the most challenging, difficult time of the entire process, which ended up to be the best thing that has ever happened to me. That's incredible. So David, 
What advice would you give to a smart and driven college student about to enter the real world? And what advice should they perhaps ignore? Mm -hmm. uh, number one, uh, be radically humble, which means ask for help. The fastest way to getting what you want is to ask for help, to get mentorship, to accelerate your career by finding people that sit in the situation that you want to be in. Give them the compliment of asking them for that help and make their day, make their year, make their decade by giving them the acknowledgement that, hey, I respect what you've done. Can you help me get to where you're at in a more efficient, effective, and statistically successful way? I would also tell people uh, to be kind to their future self and you know, to do good deeds, to be of service, to be of value. And uh, what I would warn them of is uh, one lesson that I learned at a young age out of college is just because somebody loves you doesn't mean they give you good advice. So a lot of times we take advice from the people uh, that are closest to us, our family, our friends, our associates, and then we resent them when we're able to manifest exactly what they wanted for us instead of what we want for ourselves. Faith is an interesting thing. It works in a powerful way. And when we put faith in what we want, we'll get what we want. When we put faith in the past, we'll get more of the past. When we put faith in what those who love us most want, we're going to get what they want. And then we're going to resent them because it's not what we want. So make sure you you know, be kind to your future self, do good deeds, get mentorship. And most importantly, just because someone loves you doesn't mean they give you good advice. Mm. Are you a subscriber to the five people you surround yourself with the most is, is who you become? Oh, yeah, man. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Surround yourself with the right people, the right ideas. Listen to the right things. Watch the right things. Read the right things. You are an aggregate of what you surround yourself with. Uh, most likely, you know, take the income of your five closest friends. You're going to be right there with them. Uh, so surround yourself with the people that you want to be with, that you want to be. Surround yourself with the highest vibration, the highest awareness, and you will receive everything you desire rapidly and accurately. Yes, sir. David, you mentioned read the right things. I'm curious then, what is a book that you most recommend or gift the most? <laughs> well, I give my own book the most, which is Connected to Goodness. Uh, I do give it away for free to anyone that asks. I pay for shipping. I'm not a street hustler. I'm not manipulating anyone. So you're going to get what you see. Uh, but the book I would recommend most uh, would be Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, that stuff is gold. Mm -hmm. So in the last five years, and we'll take a shift in the last five years, what new belief or habit has most changed your life? Because, you know, you may have been incredibly successful five years ago, but I believe you should always be growing and always should be learning. So what new belief or habit has most changed your life in the last five years? It's uh, something I call the habit of the habit machine, which means you know, my New Year's resolution is consistency, and I really hadn't realized uh, how powerful consistency is, that two minutes of something every day is worth more than hours on a weekend, and that the exponential effect from the cellular, physical, conscious to the neural pathways of the unconscious, of breaking through limiting beliefs to the unconscious competency, which is a duality of energetic and genetic dispositions, that it all stems from the ability to be consistent. And it's so difficult for every human being because they live within the ego, this edging goodness out of my life, the need to be right, the need to be offended, the need to be separate, uh, need for fear, anxiety, all these different things that creates void shortages and obstacles in our life. So 
most importantly, the biggest breakthrough that I've had is to understand the importance of consistency and living by my motto, which is try to create a habit machine. So the only habit that I try to form is to create a habit machine where whatever I want to implement in my life, I just drop it into the machine and it becomes part of my conscious, devolves into my subconscious and eventually shifts my energy and activates the genetic disposition that I want, the habits, the personality traits, characteristics, the obsessions and addictions that I want that create the most productivity and accessibility in my life. That's the key. That, and that's why my motto is enjoy, meaning be happy, with a consistent every day, persistent without quit, which comes from consistency, pursuit of your potential, your truth. And remember that there is no pursuit of happiness. Happiness is in the pursuit. Mm, rock on. David, before I ask my final question, two things, at David Meltzer on Instagram, people can find you there, and then DaveMeltzer.com. And now I have to acknowledge you because it's no surprise that you're so successful because you get what you give and you give a ton. So it all makes perfect sense, my friend. And I, Thank you and congratulate you and acknowledge you for that. I appreciate that and really appreciate all of the followers I have. And if anybody needs anything, as you're a witness to, just ask. If I can't help you, I'll find somebody that can. I'm always of service and try my best to be of value to anyone that needs me. Awesome. David, my final question is that if you could teach a course at a university, a course of your creation or otherwise, what would that course be? It would be a five to thrive program that would teach people to take their possibilities of what they want, become inspired with the why they want it, and then teach them through the five to thrive on how to get it with strategy, discipline, and awareness. And that five to thrive is very simply, I would teach people how to emotionally connect to others by stimulating interest, how to transition that interest or energy, how to share that energy or vision, and then number four, manage and develop that vision. Uh, to create the most value pop possible, which then would take that energy or, or that vision that would then empower others to empower others with that vision, which would make whatever you're creating thrive. So it's possibilities, the probabilities to reality, and then an exponential factor placed upon reality. That exponential factor is called thriving. And that's when one idea of yours is create multiple ideas that you are the ripple that can create a huge wave. You are a ray that can create a tremendous amount of heat. You yourself can personally affect or socially impact millions of people by simply doing good deeds and being kind to your future self. David Meltzer, you are the man. Thank you. Thank you. I look forward to seeing uh, your growth and expansion over the years. And if you ever need me, just reach out. And one thing, because I know how successful you're going to be, forget me, buddy. Don't forget me. <laughs> oh, I will not forget you, my friend. You've made a, an impact on my life that I will not forget, David. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the Growth Mindset University podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, I would really appreciate it if you could leave us a quick five-star rating in iTunes. All you have to do is grab your iPhone or iPad, open up the Apple Podcast app, hit the search tab, search the show Growth Mindset University or just search my name, Jordan Paris, tap the show, scroll all the way to the bottom and then just hit that fifth star and that helps us 
tremendously in ways that you could never even imagine. It means the absolute world to me when people do this. I would be eternally grateful if you do that. We're pushing 100 ratings right now, and it's really making a difference for this show. And of course, if you've not already subscribed to the show, just make sure you do that wherever you're listening to so that you don't miss that next episode. I know you're not going to want to miss it. And you only heard this episode today because I thought it was valuable enough to post here. So if you want to share that value with your friends, your family, go ahead and do that. Share this episode with them. Take a screenshot, send it to them. Take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story and tag me at J underscore Paris underscore so that I know you're listening and I can get back to you and put a face to the name. Now, if you're ready to really take your life to the next level, my book is on Amazon. It is also called Growth Mindset University. It's all about how to learn anything, how to take control of your life, and how to fulfill your vision of success. And you're not just supporting me and this channel by getting this book, but you're also getting this awesome book that's going to lay out the rules and principles to design your life full of joy and fulfillment. All right, I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn and grow to give.